0: The next guest is a specialist in human value optimization, talking about making a difference in your workplace. Find out what people are really good at and put them in those places. Also, let's discuss her book called Male Perspectives on the Value of Women at Work. Let's talk conversation. Building spirituality, family, health, and business. This is The Giant Builders with Lois Wyant. Good afternoon, Giant Builders. So happy to have you back. We really appreciate you as our listeners. Today's guest is Susan Pupula, and she's going to talk to us about, let's just say, human value. How are you, Susan? I'm very well, thank you, Lois, and thank you very much for having me. Oh, it's a pleasure. So tell us a little bit about what you do. I work with leaders
1: and I support them on their leadership journey. That's from the transformation within their organizations to be productive and profitable in what they're doing. Key to that is people. Everyone, each and every person has value, something unique to offer. Uh, for organizations to truly be productive, they need to understand the people that they have to be able to position the people correctly in order to be able to get an optimal return from each person. And I think that has become even more pertinent in the time that we're living in. I think wherever you go in the world, things have become more complex. Whether we're talking about diversity in in all its forms and shapes and how we navigate whether you're talking about um, the economic challenges um the organizations that are faced with to climate to everything else in between leaders have to navigate those things and to truly get the results employees suppliers as well these days they're very particular about this is who I am I need to be appreciated I need to be valued and the key is um, for a lot of leaders they don't know how to make that journey and so it's supporting them in the process of doing so
0: how do we find out what a person's talents are and how to put them in that place
1: because I'd almost step back Okay. To so the organization, so leaders leading in organizations, whether it's at a top level, a CEO with a large or small business, or anything in between, to to then a, a leader leading in a department or a section of an organization, a team. The key is, what is it that you within your department are trying to achieve? Um, what's your purpose? And what are you I mean, so what's your what's the purpose and what are you doing in order to be able to fulfill that purpose? You you need to start with that because then it's who do you need to fulfill the objectives that you've got set up? Now, that can start and that would should start with people you already have in place. So making it clear to them that this is what we're trying to achieve. What are individuals roles? But individuals roles based on the objectives of the organization. So it's not just a job where you're doing things, but you are part of something bigger, whether you are the person in an admin role to a person leading in your own rights or what have you. In fact, if you begin to look at it, each role is fulfilling a purpose. Each person is leading in their own right. So, so, if you start with the people you have already have on board with the clarity of what is what you're trying to achieve, people in roles, do they have the competencies to be able to fulfill those roles? Does it play to their strengths, or are there other things that they could be better? doing do they need training and support so it's making that journey so i i I talk about it's a drill down in those in that manner and then okay who additionally do you need that is not already in the organization to enable you to fulfill their your objectives whether they're people you're employing directly or whether they're people you're having on a contract basis or suppliers or what have you but it's doing it on from a purpose Um, A purpose level as opposed to just thinking we need people we need to do things we need to make money I believe you're better able to do so when you start with purpose and you recognize that each person that you're engaging with has a humanity of their own and has value to offer and you're appreciating that
0: okay so what I think I'm hearing is that you need to look at your business plan first, determine what type of people you need, see if you have those people already employed, and then hire what you need to fulfill. Is that yes. right?
1: Yes, that is correct. And I was nodding my head vigorously as you were saying that. The, the only thing I, I would add, or should I say emphasize, is when we talk about business plans, we often get caught up with we're an organization, we produce a product or we provide a service and um, that's often where we start from but as I speak to leaders most especially in the times that we're living in where there's so much challenge is why are you doing these things so that um, I was talking to a leader recently who was talking about all the challenges that we've been facing from COVID to cost of living, um, the economic um, tax and all of these things, and le- leading to a question as, why am I doing this? Or actually not why am I doing this from his perspective. It was, and I continued doing this. There, there are so many... Um... So when you're talking about your business plan, your strategy, your objectives, start with the why. The why are you doing this? As a leader, there's so many different things you can do. But why are you in this business? Is it because it fulfills a belief, a purpose that you have, a deep-rooted purpose? Is it because you just want to make money? If it's just about making money, you'll possibly struggle a bit especially in the times that we're in, but at least that's your why, that's your purpose. But I would say, even if it is, I want to make money, why do you want to make money? There's the how of that, but the why of of what it is that you want to do. Is it because I want a business? That's what we do. It's the way I believe I can best support my family. Is it because for health, whatever it is, be clear on your why. So, if you're clear on your why, when you're faced with the challenges, and as I said, it's easier for you to say, it's tough, but I'm going to continue. I have these employees to support, a family to support. This is in line with my purpose.
0: So it sounds like it's really important for not only to know your why, but to really have a good connection with it.
1: Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And to be able to, so knowing your why having that deep connection with your why, it being, it's, all, and it's almost with that why, you all begin to think of what are my boundaries? What are my must-haves? What other things that are not acceptable to me? My non-negotiables, as people say. So being able to define those things and I would say almost having it pinned up on your wall, or revisiting it. it might change a bit, but being able to constantly revisit it so that whatever you're faced with, you have a reference point to go back to.
0: If I find that the people that I've already hired don't really fit into, say, their position, what's a good thing for me to do?
1: Conversation. <laughs> yeah and and I say conversation and I pause because um I don't believe we have enough of it I believe there's a lot of us bedding down in our own beliefs and our own perspectives and there's also a lot of fear a fear of how is someone going to respond what might I be accused of if I do so but if your starting point is this is what we're about and hopefully in in terms of defining your own why and an organization's why, hopefully you've included your employees, your team in that process and they know what direction you're heading in, then there's value in saying, having the conversations with individuals about their role within how they fit or not as the case may be and within that conversation what do you as an individual want understanding what they want understanding if there's not a direct fit is it because there's a competency um, gap a lack of understanding of what the requirements are um, is it that the person is better suited to a different role? Is it actually you've just misunderstood and the person does, but actually you've just seen things differently? Or is it that the person is better off in a different organization? So for me, it starts with the conversation. It starts with if it's a, about adjustments or changes, if it's about moving a person to a different um position or if it's actually... Based on agreement that the person is no is no longer a fit for the organisation, it's helping that person come to that realisation and supporting the person on, re- on um, understanding what is right for them.
0: So, what does the first meeting look like with you?
1: It's a discovery conversation. Um, it's it's very much focused on the why, whether it's what I do with the individual or whether it's in a, a, a on a group setting, because I do round table events and masterminds as well as working one to one. But it's really about understanding the person, what they're about, what they're trying to achieve and also enabling them to better understand me as well, because um, I am very particular about my approach. I I am someone that is going to create a safe space for you if I'm working with you, so you're able to speak openly and honestly. But at the same time, I will hold you to account to what you say you what you what you say you want to achieve, and I will also give you open and honest but sensitive feedback as well.
0: You're an author. Can you tell me about your books?
1: Yes. I can. I, I've written three books so far. I'll, I mentioned the first two briefly, and then I'll focus on the third one, which I believe is possibly the most pertinent one to the workplace, because my first two books are social perspectives. First one, um, I live in Milton Kings in England, and my book on them is, the first book is Touching the Heart of Milton Kings, a social perspective. So it talks about the social fabric of the place. It's A new town, now a city, just going on 60 years old, so quite new and um, it's very much classified as Middle England, um, and a lot of people from outside are quite critical. So it gives you the context of the city, but it also t- highlights some of the challenges. As a local politician said, it talks about what we're doing well, but it also talks about what could be better. And I think it has relevance to any location. You could look and see, okay, this is relevant to any place. The second book, is consequences diverse to mosaic britain and it looks of the challenges of immigration and the challenges of diversity and it's when i started talking about the mosaic because we are should i say diverse but the key is for us to be able to come together, appreciating each other for what we bring, and seeing our common values that bind us together like glue to create something beautiful. But my third, more recent book, which is more directly to the business environment, is Male Perspectives on the Value of Women at Work. And that is basically stemming from the recognition that through the years, I mean the workplace was originally designed around men that's not a negative about men that's just the reality of where we've how we've developed over time and in more recent years there's been a move to include women more for women to progress and there's been some amazing programs and initiatives and conversations and networks but I felt we weren't making the progress that we should as women, especially when you consider the caliber of women. And so I decided that I would talk to a number of different men to understand from their perspective, because I felt we weren't including them in the conversation enough. Again, that word conversation. Mm -hmm. And so I thought, let me speak to them and find out from their perspectives, what value do they believe women uniquely bring to the workspace? and what stands in the way of women's progression, both in terms of the way women navigate differently from men and external factors. Um, and so their perspectives, and it is exactly what it says on the tin, men's perspectives on the value that women bring to the workspace.
0: So is there anything that you found out that surprised you?
1: Gosh, I think that if we're truly to realize the value of women then it's it it, it requires two things one is it's a whole systems it's a whole systems change because the factors impact on how women and men navigate differently and how they get on they don't start with the workplace they start from family to education to media so there are all those external factors which influence how men and women navigate differently um, plus the structures within So that's one aspect or one dimension. But the other dimension that I would specifically emphasize that stood out for me is when I started, I was thinking about women and how we better enable women's progression. Considering those external factors, I came to realize that actually we can't reach our full potential without the support of men. Because, because things are structured around them, because, the, the, because there are um, places that women don't have access to that men do. And so all of those, there's so many factors that mean that um, we need to work hand in hand with men. And then the other bit, as I continued to journey, was the realisation that it's not just about men supporting women, It's about us as women also supporting men to better understand because we assume that they understand things that they don't. So to support them to better understand and to readjust and dare I say to redefine their role Um, because the way things have been, it's not to the favor of all men. And where we want to move to, as far as I'm concerned, it's not about just about women and women have having positions. It's about working together. So for me, it's taking away the threat that some my, men might feel that women are coming to take over. But no, it's about the yin and the yang, the value that both bring and how we work together for an optimal outcome for everyone
0: so with that in mind is there certain things that you think women should be aware of or be more conscious about in in a workplace above
1: and beyond everything recognize that men are different and I say that because it's easy for us on the basis of experiences that we've had with one or two, or even a few men, that haven't been very positive, to think that actually men are almost like enemies or men aren't against us or supportive of us. There are men like that. There are men that still believe women shouldn't be in the workplace, that their're places elsewhere. Um, but I venture to say it's not the majority. I believe that there are men that are out there ready to champion and support women. And they're those that just are just getting on with life. And but there's a lot of there's a lot of lack of understanding of men of sorry, of uh, women men have of women that we need to dare I say support them through because and I say dare I say because it's easy to say that's not our job but if we want the outcomes we need to work with them for them to better understand our experiences in order for them to be able to should I say help bring about the changes that we need so for me that's conversation again I go back to the word conversation dialogue holding the space at times and um there will always be spaces that are uniquely for women to support each other, to engage and have the conversations. But there's also value in us on occasion, including men in the conversations, or even if not to speak, to listen, to be able to sit back and to hear, to understand what we're faced with in our journeys. Because the truth is we think it's they know but a lot of the time, they don't. Any closing thoughts? I would just say to people, conversation. We, we're, I believe we're a place in the world whereby, as I might have said at the beginning, there's so much bedding down. This is what I believe, and I need to safeguard my position. I don't think that's working. I don't think it's working well for anyone. So for me take the time listen to other people's points of view get involved in conversation understand where they're coming from it doesn't mean you have to change who you are but have an understanding of other people and if you don't mind I will mention I run conversations over the over time so if anyone wants to engage in conversations that I'd run please um Join up to my mailing list uh, so that you're updated on what I'm doing.
0: Oh, great. Okay, we'll make sure all your links are below. Well, thank you so much, Susan. That was a lot of information, and we will need to work on our conversations. That is the bottom line. Thank you very much. Thank you, Giant Builders. Remember, we're on Tuesdays and Thursdays, so don't miss an episode. Subscribe. Thank you for listening. This has been The Giant Builders with Lois Wyant.